Hey guys, it's Adam from Casper Dog Training. Thanks for listening to the podcast. This episode is going to be talking about more impulse control and another activity you can do with your dog to get your dog uh, better patience, give your dog better patience, a little bit better focus, and gain a little bit more of a bond with you and your dog. But before we get started, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Um, obviously, you've heard my podcast now on multiple different podcast stores, if you will. It's all over the place at this point. I'm really psyched about that. But if you go to www.anchor.fm forward slash Adam dash Casper, you can find the support icon. And the support icon is where you're going to click and look at becoming a support supporter of uh, Casper Dog Training. For as little as a monthly contribution of $0.99 cents per month, you can sponsor the, po- the podcast and become a su- supporter. Uh, this will greatly help out, supplement my income. You might think $0.99, cents, you know, that's not a lot of money. Uh, $0.99 cents in the U.S. really isn't anything. Uh, it's not even a full dollar bill. However, uh, that adds up over time, and I'm starting to listen. I'm seeing a lot of listeners coming in from lots of different places. If you can't do it through, uh, through Anchor... Um, seek me out on, uh, on PayPal. Um, you can go to my SoundCloud page and find me on there. It's uh, named the same on every podcast uh, distribution source, but uh, SoundCloud is one, and uh, you can click on uh, support. And on that page, you can support Casper Dog Training and uh, give whatever you feel is, is necessary or whatever you feel is, uh, is appropriate. So I would really appreciate that. The contributions can be $0.99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, $9.99 a month, or if you go to SoundCloud, hey, sky's the limit, whatever you feel like. But thank you for listening, and let's get going. What I'm going to talk about today, guys, again, is leave it. Leave it is one of my favorite cues where the dog, instead of just acting on their own impulses, they take cues from you, and they have to actually be a little bit more patient. So the things you're going to need to do this is really you're going to need two types of treats. The two separate treats, this technique is, is really good um, because what you'll do is you'll have a low-value treat, um, something like uh, kibble, you know, something that the dog likes but it really isn't crazy wild over. And then the other one is going to be high-value. So think freeze-dried liver, think something like... Um, like cheese or uh, um, some cooked turkey or, you know, even even like deli meat would be uh, appropriate, but not too much. We don't want to make the dog sick. So what you're going to do is first, you're going to get your dog in, in your home. I wouldn't do this outside just yet, if especially if your dog's just beginning this. What you want to do is hold um, the low-value treat in one hand, let's say your left hand, and have the high value treat in your in your other hand, your right hand. Uh, have your right hand behind your back. Have your dog sit. Tell your dog leave it by saying dog's name. Leave it, and have the low value treat in your fist. Now I know uh, originally I'm coaching you guys to do leave it with an open palm and have that in front of the dog's nose. Well, this is going to be similar, but. If you have the low value treat and you have your hand closed, 
you're going to see different reactions out of the dog. And what you're going to see there is probably the dog's going to sniff at it, lick at it, and maybe even try and scratch and paw their way and claw their way to get into the, open your hand. But that's not going to be successful. So you got to pay attention. You got to make sure your dog isn't getting too mouthy, but you're going to say, repeat again, you know, let the dog really get in there and get, get the scent and know that there's something in there and be interested in it. And I think this is what I'm, what I'm driving at here is I want the dog to be very, very interested in whatever you have. It's always good to have the focus on you and not anything else. This will play out and, and pay, uh, pay out better once the dog uh, learns how to be focused on you and undistracted on anything else when there's nothing in the home or and nothing around the dog that can stimulate them or get them distracted. So we're coaching the dog to, you know, we're teaching the dog, focus on him, in on me, and you're literally giving something closed fist right in front of the dog's face. The dog's going to smell it, try and get at it, and they're, they're going to get mildly even frustrated. But you're going to say, dog's name, leave it. And, you know, then the dog has a choice. They can continue to paw at it, drool on your hand and get nowhere, or they can actually leave it. They can back up. And by doing so, once they do, uh, you sit, you have them sit and then open your hand and let them have it. So as soon as they've um, decided that they're not going to pursue the treat any longer, that's when you're going to reward them. And it's real fast. It's, it's almost like lightning speed. Now, what we're going to be doing with the high-value treat. So just one second, backing up a, a, a moment. You have to wait out the dog. You have to make sure the dog is not still trying to, to dig and, and mouth and, and lick and try and get through your hand to get at the object, the, the, the low-value treat. So while you're um, uh, still getting your dog's focus and they, they do it just with, with a few seconds, the thing we're looking for here, which is most important, is the dog to take the attention off the, the reward in front of their face and look at you. And once they look at you in no other direction, use your other hand, your right hand now, that has the high value treat, the liver, the cheese, the, the boiled chicken, and deliver it right there, especially when they look at you. So this is another method of, of getting the dog to make eye contact with you in the face of something very, very appealing. This is a great method of uh, also kind of switching the dog's perspective. If I'm patient on a low value treat, very high value things come of that. And, you know, using this type of conditioning, we're teaching the dog very clearly, if you follow my direction, if you follow what I'm asking you to do, it always works out better than you could have imagined. Instead of getting a piece of kibble, which is good and they enjoy, you're getting liver, cheese, or something really, really awesome. So I wanted to teach this one very quick to you guys so that it's easily repeatable. Um, it doesn't take much setup, and all it takes is going over the, where the dog's food is in the container and take a handful of kibble, maybe two or three of them, uh, and a couple of high-value treats. So a couple of pieces of chicken or cheese, uh, or you know my favorite, which is freeze-dried liver. 
which you can um, give various sizes. Now I think what you should do after you did a couple repetitions of this in short succession, let's just say over the course of five minutes, you did it three times, uh, even five times, whatever. The last one, give the dog what's called a jackpot. I really love doing jackpots when you're, when you're um, ending the session and you're ending the, the, uh, the training. This way, the dog ends on a high note, they're successful, they get a huge payout, and all we do is celebrate and kind of go off into the sunset. This way, the dog understands that, wow, that was really great, and then the next time you present your fist to the dog, uh, like, you know, a couple hours from then or the next day, they're kind of going to expect, you know, because you've kind of conditioned them in a way to expect the outcome. Well, I smell the kibble. And I got to be patient. Oh, wait. Yep. I got to be patient. I just got to hang out. I hang out. Then boom, the other one happens. I do that enough times. Eventually, maybe I'll get that jackpot. And when I get the jackpot, everybody wins. And not only that, I get to play. I get to goof off. Now I don't have to work anymore. So I think that's a better way to go on about it. So guys, that's a real brief exercise of the leave it command and furthering your dog's ability to do uh, a little bit better with their impulses controlling them, giving you uh, another avenue of how to focus. It's a slightly uh, different technique in, in getting your, your dog's eyes on you. And it's not very centered on the eye contact, rather the dog surrendering to the idea of, I just waited out, I'm just patient, and good things happen. Eventually what you guys will do is you can do this on a dog walk, uh, get your dog to sit in front of you, uh, have that low-value treat in your left pocket, but in your right back pocket or your coat pocket or something like that, have the high-value treat. So you can do a quick swap. Ultimately, you're probably going to ask, hey, what happens with the kibble? Yeah, give the kibble at the same time. You know, just basically bring both hands up front to the dog and let the dog chow down. But, you know, do that in a jackpot situation. So idea is is that you know if the dog can be patient for a low value thing and wait for the high value thing eventually we work it straight into high value when i'm pri privately training time is of the essence and i usually go straight for high value and straight for the open palm and getting the eye contact reward for us and for the dog straight away this is another technique and it does absolutely have value, especially for the dog that struggles a little bit and maybe doesn't feel comfortable or confident enough that staring into a human's eyes doesn't mean any kind of hard stare aggression stance. Everybody's heard that stuff. Uh, don't stare a dog in the eyes. Well, that's only true if you're, you're, you're doing a hard stare or staring at the dog for a long time. It's also true when, you know, it's a strange dog, but it's your dog. And if the dog's just uncomfortable with that, it's a bit of a culture clash. It's something that humans do when we communicate, but it's not something that happens in the canine world unless there's some sort of conflict and some sort of escalating conflict that, that potentially could happen. So practice makes perfect, and this is just another uh, way of doing that. Anyway, guys, it's Adam from Casper Dog Training. If you need online dog training, go to www.casperdogtraining.com. And you can find the book online section where you can scroll down a little bit. You can book a phone consultation, which is free. And you can also do an online consultation. Uh, I'm sorry, online dog training. We can actually dive in and do some basic obedience training. We can do some behavior modification. And most of this stuff, especially when it comes down to puppy training, can be done right over your computer 
right in your home, in your living room, with your family. And right now, for the cost of, of order takeout uh, pizza for a family of four and drinks and all that other stuff, it'll be the same thing, but it'll be an activity everybody can get behind, everybody can do at the same time, and you're also teaching your dog how to behave well and be a better part of the family uh, and a happier family member. So guys, thanks for your time. Stay safe, stay well, stay home, and wash your hands. Take care.